Well, get your tuxedos ready, folks. It is NHL Awards Night, and we have two Predators who could bring home some pieces of hardware at the end of the night. We'll talk about whether we think UC Saros can win the Vezina, and whether Roman Yossi has a chance at the Norse and the Ted Lindsay. Plus, wild game in the Stanley Cup Finals last night. We'll break that down and give our predictions for the rest of the NHL Awards coming up today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day every single day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com. It's awards night, Ann. Hallelujah. It's a big night. I love the visual of getting out your tux and, you know, getting gussied up. Uh, I may do that. I don't have a red carpet, but I have a purple line of post-it notes. So we're going to pretend this is us (laughs) waltzing down. The red carpet, yeah. yeah. The red carpet. There, there's the visual right there. I love uh, it. Yeah. So this is a night that could be very fruitful for Predators fans. We have two players nominated for three awards. Yeah. Uh, of course, as anybody in the Colorado Avalanche fan board will tell you, uh, Roman Yossi is nominated for the Norris Trophy, alongside the person they think should win. Uh, and I really wish we could air your description <laughs> of Kale McCarr, but I think it is too. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he's lovely. Uh, like, look, great player, fantastic. Great player. Yeah, if 100% if, deserves this nomination. I described it like that. Uh, that's not how you described it. We're gonna, but we're gonna pretend that's how you described it. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> yes. Uh, we also have Roman Yossi nominated for the Ted Lindsay Award. Yes. In the most basic of terms, is basically the MVP as decided by the players, um, and not necessarily the the writers. So there is, yeah. So Roman Yossi being nominated for that is kind of a big deal because it kind yes. of shows you how much people value him. Uh, and then, of course, UC Saros, uh, Vesna nominated, very well-deserved, probably should have gotten at least a top four last year, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, you know, hey, making up for it this year. Yeah, well, you know, he's only 5'11". Yeah, the, I mean, the height disqualifies The you. height thing. <laughs> And he's uh, knocks you down the draft board, uh, knocks you down the uh, the goalie value board, and probably will yeah. knock you down the the Vezina board. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's go through some of these and uh, make the official prediction, shall we? Uh, let's start with yeah. the Vezina. Uh, okay, Saros with the Nashville Predators. He is going against Jacob Markstrom from the Calgary Flames. Uh, and the guy probably considered the front runner, Igor Shesterkin from the New York Rangers. Um, not a great feeling for UC this year. And, mm-hmm. um, where do you think he fits in when the final voting comes out? 
This is a really interesting one for me in the fact that while everybody here in Nashville knew how good UC Saros was, I think it caught a lot of the league maybe by surprise. And I think part of that is why he ended up with the nomination. In this particular situation, I feel like you said there is a front runner, Igor Shosturkin. And I think that he is probably so far and away the Vesna winner that, you know, I think Saros should come in second, um, but Markstrom could come in third. But I think this is a really big deal for UC Saros. You know, people always say, I'm just, you know, honored to be nominated. And sometimes that's bunk. And sometimes they probably mean it. This is one where I think UC Saros really needs to receive what a nomination for the Vesna means for him. Especially this is his first season, 100%. No daddy Rene there. And what he's been able to do in net for the Predators, I mean, this is somebody who is going to win games for Nashville. And he did that this season didn't get to see him in the postseason, but remember these awards are all regular season voting. So, you know, that that shouldn't hurt him too much. I think Saros had a great year. Don't think he's going to win the Vesna, but I love that he is nominated. And I really think this is something he can build on. Yeah, I think this award has pretty much had Shesterkin's name on it since probably February. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, he's nominated for the Hart Trophy. Uh, for for God's sakes, which doesn't happen a lot for goaltending. So it's interesting to see whether Saros, you know, obviously if that's both of our predictions, it's just Sturkin wins. It's interesting to see where Saros is going to come Mm -hmm. in because remember, this is kind of the only award of the bunch that's not awarded by writers. It's awarded by the general managers. Mm -hmm. Um, And they, of course, you know, we kind of joke about, you know, the term hockey men, um, or like, oh, the eye test or whatever, and you know, mm-hmm. kind of joke about that with general managers. Um, but they might look at the situation with a little bit different of a lens, and it's kind of interesting to see which way they go. Um, mm-hmm. If you're looking purely on, you know, the bread and butter stats, I mean, Jacob Markstrom can maybe had a chance to be like one of the two best goaltenders in the league this year. I mean, the guy had nine shutouts, which is yes you know, pretty solid and a very solid string of numbers everywhere else. Um, But if you're looking at value, you know, just, you know, who's kind of helping your team win the most games, um, you know, the eye test might go to UC Saros because he is, was the reason for the predators winning a lot of games. Uh, And in fact, the advanced stats back that up, uh, I think even more so, I'm not sure how it wound up shaking out, um, but I think it was either him or Shesterkin who were like one and two mm-hmm. about stealing games. Like nobody yes. stole more games this year um, than those two. So from that mm-hmm. end, if you're looking based on, hey, the, the Preds would have been a lot worse had it not been for this goaltender season, by that end, you know, Saros should probably be number two right behind Igor Shesterkin um, with Markstrom falling third. But it's just it's you can make sort of a weird debate about either way, like depending on which way you want to go. And this is one of my big beefs sidebar with these NHL awards is that they are very 
uh, ambiguous in description in a lot of ways. So this is goalkeeper adjudged to be the best at his position. You can look at that a number of different ways. You know, statistically, you can look at it as winning games for his team. You can, you know, there. it's really not a consistent thought process, evaluation process for any of these awards. The Vesna is probably the, the most, um, the one that you can sort of come to some sort of agreement on how to value it, but it's still a little bit ubiquitous there. So it's very interesting to see. And like you said, when you have general managers looking at it, they may look at this with a much different eye than, you know, other players or hockey writers. So I think this was, you know, overall, I think the takeaway for UC Saros is fantastic season as the starter. I think Nashville Predators fans and the franchise have so much confidence in him as a goaltender. I think next year may look a little bit different because they're going to be bringing in a different backup. And that may sort of change some of how much time UC Saros spends in net. I think this is just the beginning of how good Saros is going to be. And his name is going to be in the Vesna conversation again. I am certain of it. Yeah, I think if the Preds get a little bit better, uh, I think mm-hmm. he's got a very strong chance of uh, getting one of these Vesnas someday. It might take him a while, just like it did for uh, Pekka Rene after yeah. all the years but i think if the predators have a really good season and they're you know wind up you know finishing first in the division or something like that or you get close to challenging colorado uh you're gonna see saros finally win one uh ted lindsey award and this is outstanding player as voted on by the nhl pa and it's very interesting that roman yossi finishes in the top three here of course in the heart which we're going to get to in a little bit that had austin matthews connor mcdavid and igor shesterkin this one has austin matthews connor mcdavid and roman yossi so first off that is a pretty damn good endorsement of roman yossi as a player when it's his peers that are coming out no he is one of the three most valuable players in the league Yes, there is something about the awards that are um, decided on by peers because they're the ones facing them on the ice. They're the ones that understand the nuances of playing against these players a little bit better than those of us who do it by eye test and statistics. They have a real feel for these players. And for Roman Yossi as a defenseman to be nominated for the 10th Lindsay, this is huge. And I love that he was nominated for this for a number of reasons, but I especially like the fact that this is very affirming of Roman Yossi as not just a player on the ice, which, you know, this award is about on ice, but I think it also speaks to off ice. I think there is a whole level of respect for his play and person that kind of influences his peers in an award like this. So I think this is huge. I think the Nashville Predators fan base really needs to take a minute and appreciate what they have in Roman Yossi because he's not somebody who is going to be flashy. He's not somebody who is going to draw a ton of attention to himself. But being nominated for the Ted Lindsay means that you are outstanding. And I think it can be very easy to take... um, to sort of take for granted what the Predators have in a player like Roman Yossi. This is 
one of the most talented players this franchise has ever seen. And he's not done yet. Yeah. And it's, I like this because it's, you know, the player, it's not necessarily mm-hmm. the best defenseman playmakers right. or whatever. It's just the best player. And, you know, when you kind of break things down to the core, that's kind of what Roman Yossi was this year is he was just mm-hmm. a hockey player. He did a lot of different things. You know, he would jump in the play. We, we talked about it when we kind of did his report card, how he sort of became a fourth forward out there mm-hmm. on the ice. And, you know, credit to John Hines for kind of using him in that creative way, maybe changing his game a little bit. Um, and I'm glad that people recognize that because, hey, I mean, like what he did from the blue line, being able to score that many points, but not just that, being the primary playmaker uh, yes. on a team that had two 40 goal scores, that's nothing to sneeze at. And, you know, you talk about, I mean, I mean, think of like the context of how we talk about the Nashville Predators, where we talk about this team is still several pieces away, you know, there's holes everywhere. They're not as good as Colorado and blah, 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 blah. All this right. talk that's around. And the fact that you had a defenseman score close to 100 points and have two 40 goal scores kind of as a byproduct of that, that's pretty damn good. And that's yes. what tells me Roman Yossi's pretty damn good as a player that he was able to get the Nashville Predators, a team a lot of people think are awful, mm-hmm. into the playoffs. I mean, for for that, you know, that's something that I think he deserves massive kudos for and massive recognition. Uh, I don't think he's going to win the Ted Lindsay Award. I think that's going to go to uh, Connor McDavid, to be quite perfectly honest. Um, But, and you know, I think I think we're going to get into a different debate uh, about Ted Lindsay versus the. the, the hard trophy here in a second. But third place for Roman Yossi in a player-voted MVP award is still a pretty big deal for Nashville. It is a huge deal for Nashville. And look, this is the first Nashville Predator who has ever been nominated for this award. So it's huge, not just for Roman Yossi. This is huge for the franchise. And I think it does speak to what a complete game Roman Yossi has and how the people who are playing against him on the ice value his talent. And I agree with you, Connor McDavid is going to win this award, you know, and can't 100% argue with that because who is not afraid of Connor McDavid? He's like the big bad wolf on the ice. But Roman Yossi being nominated for the Ted Lindsay, this is huge. And again, one of those situations where you really need to appreciate the fact that his peers think he is one of the top three players they face. Well, the other award uh, Yossi is nominated for, one that we've been debating for several months now, is oh, yeah. the Norris. Uh, let's dive into how we think that one is going to shake out uh, in just a second. But first, today's show brought to you by Built Bar. And you know how we're always talking about Built Bar coming out with new amazing flavors? This time, they've outdone themselves with their new mud pie flavor. Anna and I have both tried it. It is fantastic, yeah. uh, despite It's incredible. Us- despite both of us laughing at the name uh, for the first time that we read this. Uh, if you're not sure what mud pie tastes like, think about this. If you're a chocolate fan, got to sit down because it is rich whipped cream, chocolate mm. mousse, all smothered in 100% real chocolate. 
topped with cookies and cream crumble. You got to try it as soon as possible because supplies are only available for a limited time and they're selling out fast. So you need to visit built.com to taste the deliciousness for yourself. Burm reminder here, this isn't a candy bar. This is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Uh, Mud Pie is packed with 16 grams of collagen protein, only 150 calories, and only 8 grams of sugar. That's right. It is a healthy treat disguised as, well, no, I guess it would be disguised as a healthy treat. I don't know. Just try it, people. It's so good. It's so good. This is my first show of the week, and I'm tired, so, you know, <laughs> I can't read. But trust us, uh, Built Bar... They, they've got it. They've got it covered. You're going to love it. They come available in both Built Bar and Built Bar Puff form. So whether you need a snack for your workout or a late night snack, all you need to do is try Built Bar Mud Pie. Go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. The Norris Trophy. Yeah. This, oh, yeah. This is the one that we have been debating for months now. The ones that we have been in several little online spats about with a team located to our west. Um, yeah. And so tonight, the uh, the debate finally gets settled. Yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> it seems like it's going to be either Roman Yossi or Kale McCarr. Uh, God bless Victor Hedman. Although it would be the funniest (laughs) thing if after this debate, Victor Hedman just goes up there and swipes it. It's like, yeah, he won. This is how a parent would settle this. You know, if you have two of them squabbling over a toy, you take the toy and you give it to the third kid. So Victor Hedman, take the Norris and everybody just stop squawking. Yeah, he just skips away uh, back to Emily Arena for game four. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this is the the Yossi Makar debate, and we've talked about this before. It's hard to debate uh, because there's mm-hmm. such different nuances of their game. They're not the same player. Yes. They haven't been in the same situation this year, and you can make a very strong case for either one depending on what evidence you kind of pick and choose. Yes. Um, you know, the thing is, whoever wins – it's not going to be controversial in my mind. There's going to be people that make it controversial. Um, you know, there's people that's like, so-and-so was absolutely robbed, blah, 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 blah. Um, if either player gets it, I think they very well deserve it. And they have yeah. sort of argument to back it up. I just think for me, and um, it's, it's gotta be Roman Yossi for me. Mm-hmm. And I know that I'm looking at this through the Homer lens, but, you know, when you look at what he's done this year, um, and I know people are saying, oh, well, you know, this is a defensive award. It's not the best player. It's the best defenseman, blah, blah, blah. But you look at Romeo's body of work. I mean, from being the primary offensive guy from the blue line, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much single-handedly, willing his team to the postseason and spurring this whole offensive renaissance you know there there's something to be said for that and you know a lot of people are pointing about well Makar's better defensively 
Yeah, but Yossi's no slouch. I mean, we've seen him right. make a lot of really good defensive plays from the blue line this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also have to put in context that, you know, he wasn't the shutdown guy he was two years ago because the Predators changed his role. He jumped into the play more often. You know, he played mm-hmm. 25 minutes kind of as like the main precipitator of offense. Right. So, right. yeah. So, I mean, th- for me, you can't, there's no blueprint really for what a good defenseman looks like. You just kind of have to go with their seasons. And to yeah. me, Roman Yossi had the better season under, I guess, more strong circumstances. I'm not sure the best way to explain that, but I, I feel like, you know, the circumstances he had in Nashville versus the circumstances McCarr had in Colorado really help Yossi in this case. Mm-hmm. And so much of this, like you say, is how do you look at it? And I go back to, could you all please be a little more specific <laughs> when you yeah. describe these? Because it's, you know, the greatest all around ability in the position. Well, when you look at all around ability, are you talking offense, defense, or are you talking all around ability in just the defensive position? And I think it's, you can look at that both ways, but I agree with you. And I am going to go on record. Heaven help me is saying, I believe Roman Yossi should win this award. And again, you can say, you know, Homer glasses, and I would not squawk if Kale McCarr won, because I, like oh. you said, I think you can a hundred percent make an argument for Kale McCarr for this award as well. God bless Victor Hedman. He's so nice. Um, but I think when you look at what Roman Yossi has done, this has been an historic season for Roman Yossi, historic season, you know, only six defensemen in the last like 50 years have had more points in a single season than Roman Yossi, who had 96 points. And, you know, you're talking about defensemen, you know, he's hanging out in the defenseman class with people like Bobby Orr and Phil Housley and Paul Coffey. Ray Bork. I mean, these. this is the caliber of play that Roman Yossi produced this season. And I think it's really difficult to look at somebody who is being compared to all-time greats and say, your season is comparable to these greats, but we're going to give it to the other guy. (laughs) Who also, and again, don't come at me. Kale McCarr has had a phenomenal season. Kale McCarr is an incredible defenseman, and I would not squawk if he won this. I just think when you look at the historic nature of Roman Yossi's season, it's very difficult to say, you did all of that, but we're giving it to the other guy. And, you know, I think Yossi comes home tonight with the Norris, his second. It would be amazing. And we've talked about it a bunch, um, you know, about, you know, a lot of the arguments that you could make for Roman Yossi winning in 2020 uh, when he beat John Carlson, you can make for Kale McCarr to beat Roman Yossi yeah. this year. So I get it. Mm-hmm. I think to me, it, it's not necessarily the the pro McCarr talk that I think has bothered me. Because, again, like I mm-hmm. totally agree that. Oh, Yeah. Know, if Kale McCarr wins, I'll sit there and be like, I get it. Like, I completely yep. get it. I think it's this sort of weird thing to try to discredit Roman Yossi this season. 
Um, and, you know, we've seen a lot of it from writers from everywhere to bloggers to mm-hmm. people that actually write for, you know, sort of major things. There's this big thing, not to try to lift Makar up, but to try to keep Roman Yossi down and almost make it as like the season he's having isn't that impressive at all. Um, and that to me is what kind of bothers me. And, yeah. you know, I think, I think we kind of know the people that I'm referencing um, who I think for, you know, based on what has come out since then for some, whatever reason, don't like the Nashville predators mm-hmm. um, based on some of the things they've published, especially before and after the Av series. Yeah. But, you know, like shut up and enjoy it. You know, like, <laughs> Enjoy what Roman Yossi's been able to do this year. Don't try yeah. to go into the intricacies of the game and be like, oh, well, he's actually worse than, you know, Devon Days and Dougie Hamilton this year and Jacob Dickerin. Like, just enjoy what Roman Yossi has been able mm-hmm. to do. Don't try to break down all the nuances and try to be like, you know, the well actually guy. Yeah. Just enjoy the season Roman Yossi's been having. And hey, again, like, if Kale McCarr wins, absolutely 100% get it. I won't disagree. No. Uh, I just. But when yeah. Roman Yossi does, we will celebrate because he has had an incredible season. And, you know, I agree with you. Stop discrediting what he's been able to do. Is he, you know, your old fashioned prototypical blue liner? No. And his value to this team is huge. So, you know, I'm, I'm with you. Let's, yeah. let's not squawk. Let's just give it to Roman Yossi. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll have to see what happens. Of course, yeah. uh, the NHL awards are tonight and we're definitely going to have a lot to talk about on tomorrow's show, uh, yeah. regardless of whether or not Roman Yossi wins. So, Anne, let's mm-hmm. get to the rest of the awards, shall yeah, okay. we? We uh, shall. Let's do it. Uh, the Calder Trophy. It's the one. Yes. We're- yet of course this was the one that everybody thought tanner janeau should have gotten on there although his mm-hmm. past two months of the season probably wrecked any chance of that mm-hmm. we have old man michael bunting from the <laughs> toronto Maple Leafs, uh trevor zegris from the anaheim ducks and mo cider from the detroit red wings how do you see this one shaking out in you know, I think this is such an interesting mix for the Calder, and it has generated a ton of conversation, especially, like you said, regarding old man Michael Bunting, who could be my son. So tread lightly, all of you people. <laughs> so He is not that old, uh-huh. um, but he's 26 years old, but he still meets the criteria for a rookie season. And all of these players really have a good case, I think, for being in this conversation. Um, I think that Trevor Zegris is going to win the Calder tonight for a couple of reasons. First of all, I do think that his play is great. I also think that his play has been notable in style and pizzazz in a way that maybe Mo Sider and Michael Buntings hasn't been. Um, so I think that Trevor Zegris is going to win. Now, I know he has caused a lot of squawk in the NHL for quote unquote hot dogging and all of that. Um, but I really think he brings just an energy and a style of play and, and success at his style of play in a way that is going to earn him the Calder tonight. 
I will say this for pure entertainment value. I would go with Mo Sider because he does a really fun show called the Mojo show with Joe Valeno. And it is hilarious. If you all have a chance, check it out because it is the greatest. It is the greatest hockey thing I've seen in a really long time. Those are, those are my beloved Detroit children right there. Oh gosh. You raised them right. They're hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think Cider is going to wind up winning Do you? Uh, just because I think of what he's sort of meant for the Red Wings this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's very hard to find a surefire number one defenseman and have a surefire number one defenseman play like a surefire number one. Yeah. Defenseman. And uh, most Cider has done that this year at 20 years old. Like it, mm-hmm. it's, it's that's wild. incredible. Oh, good. He's been this fast in his rookie year. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he does it all. You know, he's their main penalty killer. He's kind of their main uh, point guy on the power play. Uh, he plays big minutes, led the Red Wings in minutes this year. Um, and again, he's doing that all that as a rookie. And it's not often you can kind of see a person take on that much responsibility that early and do it as well as Cider's done this year Mm -hmm. Um, with all due respect to, you know, Trevor Zegras, you know, but I think that Cider has done more for the Red Wings that Zegras has done for the Ducks. Mm -hmm. I can see that argument. That's my thing. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Michael Bunting, you know, bless. Good, good, good season. Uh, credit mm-hmm. to him for scoring, but if he's not on a line with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, uh, that doesn't yeah. happen. If you put me on a line, I'm thinking the same thing. Two, I would be a Calder Trophy nominee. Yes, and... I would too, and I can't skate backwards. So yeah. there's that. <laughs> well, you don't have to. They're always forechecking. So there you go. That's I'd be fun. set. All right, Hart Trophy. Most valuable player. We got Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, and Igor Shosturkin. Love Uh, that one. Do you think this one's going in? You know what? I will say that I love. My heart says Igor Shosturkin. I love that he was nominated for the heart. I know that you know goalies don't necessarily get a lot of consideration every year for the Hart Trophy, but I love Igor Shosturkin for this one. Do I think he's going to win? Probably no. I think it will. I think it will be Connor McDavid because he is Connor McDavid. But my argument to that is he is Connor McDavid with a side of Leon Dreisaitl. And I feel like Igor Shosturkin really, I mean, he was the cheese that stood alone and so much of the Rangers success fell on Shosturkin. So my heart says Igor Shosturkin's going to win the heart. My mind says Connor McDavid will win it. How about you? You know, I talked about this earlier when I said I thought Connor McDavid was going to win uh, the Ted Lindsay Award mm-hmm. as the MVP is voted on by the players. Mm-hmm. I think voted on by the writers. I think Austin Matthews. Really? God. Um, okay. It's a little bit different because I think the players, uh, the ones that have to play against Connor McDavid. Uh, oh, know, Yeah, know mm-hmm. pretty much that he's probably the best player in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the people that watch the game, you know, watch all the games and kind of take a step back, I think there's going to be a little bit of bias towards uh 
Austin Matthews in that regard, especially because Austin Matthews defensive game this year has kind of taken a step forward. And I think people are going to kind of use that as an excuse to, you know, maybe propel him into that stratosphere. Uh, I personally thought, um, yeah, I would have liked to see Jonathan Huberto as a finalist. Could totally uh, see that. Yep. I, I don't, you know, see how that's going to come out. So I do think Austin Matthews beats McDavid here in the heart. Uh, I think McDavid wins the Ted Lindsay award. Um, here's an interesting topic that I've seen discussed a lot. So clearly Connor McDavid has been the league's best player for probably other than that year. He was hurt and Leon Dreisaitl took over uh, the past five years, mm-hmm. but it always seems like somebody else winds up winning the heart. Do you think this is kind of a case of, People are just bored with voting McDavid every year. So they try to find like some other person to step up and be like mm-hmm. the MVP for that year just to kind of reward somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there is an element of Connor McDavid is the Susan Lucci of the daytime awards, the daytime <laughs> Emmys, you know, because he is always, he is always going to be nominated for this and rightly so. I mean, Connor McDavid is the best and you know I think he's the best hockey player that we're going to see in this kind of time period in hockey I I do but I also think I agree with you I think there is an element of okay yeah we all know he's really great let's give it to somebody else and he may end up you know with 17 nominations and only wins one like Susan Lucci oh, yeah, bless two. his heart He's got oh, two, but still. This, okay. Well, yeah. He he's not going to win every time. He should have four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and yeah. there isn't, I wonder about that. Like, do they go, okay, yeah, we know it's Connor McDavid again, but let's look at who is the fresh face, you know, yeah. who, you know, who compares to him, you know, all of a sudden he goes from being the nominee to the standard and yeah, I wonder, I wonder about that. I wonder about the thought process. I really wish that, Everybody who voted had to write down their reasons so I could read through them. Yeah, Uh, that's going to be interesting to see. But that's that's Mm -hmm. my pick. Um, And we had uh, game three of the Stanley Cup finals last (laughs) night. And uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning have made the statement, hey, we're back to back Stanley Cup champions. You best not write us off. They did. And it was a good thing because game two was so dominant by the Colorado Avalanche. I don't know that I have ever seen 60 minutes of better executed hockey from any hockey team. Just phenomenal game. And Tampa Bay had to come back in game three and with an answer. And I think that they did a great job with that. And remember, Tampa Bay, this is a team that was down two games to nothing, you know, previously in these playoffs and came back to win it. So this is not a team you can count out. I think Colorado, this is an interesting position for them because suddenly now in the Stanley Cup final, they're going to have to do the mental work of, okay, we got down. How do we bounce back? But I also think this is a Colorado team that's not just great on the ice. I think they're very mentally tough. And I I still think that Colorado could steal one in Tampa Bay in game four. 
What do you think about this? Yeah, for me, it was important, not just that Tampa Bay won, but it's mm-hmm. how they won, you know, in yes. such kind of a dominant fashion. Um, and I know a lot of people were talking about like Darcy Kemper. Now there's a little bit of a goalie controversy for Game yes. 4 in Colorado. A lot of people mm-hmm. think that shows should be in there, um, which that's going to be an interesting storyline because he's kind of been in that situation before and didn't exactly excel. I mean, they went back to Darcy yeah. Kemper before. Um, yeah, I think it was important that Tampa Bay not only won that game, but won it how they did it, kind of putting a stamp mm-hmm. on it. It's like, hey, look, you ran the score up on us in, in game two. We can do the same thing to you. Yeah. This was like kind of the first time since, you know, towards the end of game one um, where I look and say, wow, this is actually an evenly matched series. Like, look how much firepower there is on both sides. Um, You know, I still think that's going to be a tall order for um, Tampa Bay to win four out of five games. Mm-hmm. Colorado, I think that's a tall order for anybody. Um, but you know, all of a sudden, if they go into game four and win that as well in any fashion, and now it's two two, now you put a little bit more doubt into yes. the outcome of the series. And like as you mentioned, Colorado hasn't had to deal with a loss since like early on in the uh St. Louis. St. Louis, yeah. So yep. now, you know how are they going to respond to a team that's a lot better than the St. Louis blues? Yeah. I think it's going to be a really, I hope that it continues for a seven game series because I am loving this hockey, but I think it's going to be very interesting to see how Colorado responds. Like you said, they haven't been in this position for a little while and they were so dominant in game two. And really you look at game three and Tampa Bay was more dominant. They really ran the table in game three. So it's going to be interesting to see how does that balance out in game four? What adjustments does Colorado make and how successful are they at making those adjustments in game four? I just think this is just really great hockey. I am loving this series. Yeah, it's fun. It is, it is fun. fun. I think that's one of those things where last night was the first one where it's like, this is the heavyweight fight. It should be. Yes. Uh, so definitely excited to see what comes uh, for the rest of the series. And we can talk about that tomorrow uh, when we're gearing up for game four. Uh, until then, Anne, where can the people find your work online? You can find my work at onthefourcheck.com and you can find me on Twitter at Anne K underscore mama on ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can find me at onthefourcheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NSMorgan. While you're there, follow the podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Predators. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, and leave a comment. Helps the algorithm. Helps us get the show out to more Preds fans like yourself. That's going to do it for us today on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with a new episode. See ya.